0: Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Taylor Rapp, former Washington Husky defensive back, and you are tuned in to the Circling Seattle Sports Podcast.
1: Yep. Hello, and welcome to episode 67 of the Circling Seattle Sports Podcast. Today, our good friend Omari has returned. Say hello, Omari.
2: Hello. Hello.
1: Omari has returned from the depths of finals week and emerged uh, somewhat victorious. Um, So good to have Full House back. Today, there's not a full – uh we don't have a full platter to say um, of things to go over, but that'll probably change next week with a couple of things coming up on the calendar. So let's just jump into it uh, for our Seattle Seahawks. Not too much going on. The team did sign linebacker, Aaron Donker, a linebacker from Göttingen, Germany. Uh, I could have completely botched the name. Uh, he joins the team via the NFL international player pathway program. And if he makes it, on the excuse me, roster throughout training camp, um, I believe the team gets a except exception, uh, exception. Um, they get like an extra spot for him, so that's interesting. And I guess it's motivation for him to make the roster. Um, as the team didn't draft a linebacker, I don't. I think they signed an undrafted free agent, but uh, they didn't draft a linebacker. So interesting to see him. Uh, he's supposed to have a lot of uh, physical upside, but. It's cool to see the international part of it, but, you know, it's, uh, it's, we'll see if he makes the, the roster after camp. Uh, DK Metcalf uh, run, run, ran the 100-meter qualifier race at the USTF, USATF Golden Games. Uh, he clocked in at a 10.36, ninth in his heat, and 15th overall. Uh, on his experience, Metcalf said that just to test my speed against world-class athletes like this, it's just a blessing. There were a lot of, I don't know about a lot of, but I saw, I guess there was a lot of uh, animosity towards DK for doing this. I don't know why that was because to be quite honest, him going out and doing this brought more attention to the hundred meter qualifier race than I've heard in my lifetime. So uh, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of silly that some of the, other competitors from the race were kind of making fun of the dude when he like stands over the rest of them. Uh, Like that Mark Mark Henry and uh, Mark Henry. Wow. Derek Henry and Mark Ingram uh, meme. I just thought that was silly. Um, So yeah, not, not too much going on with the actual team itself. Uh, The NFL in terms of league news, the NFL released a memo about injured players. Uh, The league stated that teams are not obligated to continue paying the salary for the year in which a player got hurt working out on his own. Now this comes in response to, uh, there's an offensive tackle for the, the Denver Broncos, Jawan James, who suffered a season ending, season ending injury while working out on his own. This, and, and I believe it was the, the Broncos were not going to pay him for the year, which is interesting because, I mean, I don't know what you want a professional football player to do in his free time um you, you just want him to sit around and not get better physically off when he's not allowed to be at the facility i don't i think that's kind of it's it's i don't know if it, it's, it's a murky situation but i do think it's kind of shitty in a way to just kind of say oh you you did this off the facility eh, you, ah you started it yeah i did i just okay, i, I so think I'm that's
0: kind of that lets me say what I really feel. I think this is a fucking spineless move by the NFL. Yeah, like this is really in response primarily to the fact that a lot of the players have refused to do in-person workouts because mm, it's unsafe it's, due to like COVID. A
1: retaliation.
0: And this this show of force, quote unquote, is just a spineless and overly brutal retaliation. To the players trying to stay safe. And it is the most gutless thing I have ever seen the NFL do, honestly. Like withholding pay because this guy got injured. You're taking away a part of his livelihood. And I'm not going to say that he's going to struggle now because of it. Because I don't think he's going to because he's a professional athlete. But it sets a precedent that the NFL gets to decide when and when they're they're not going to pay their players. Which makes it really unattractive as a
2: league
1: yeah um it's just kind of insane that they would come out with a memo like that you know it be mm-hmm. like oh yeah that's okay you know and, I, and now that you mention it um it does make sense that oh you know and it, it's still insane to me that you know those are voluntary workouts that they're not they've said they're not going to come out to they're voluntary. It's not like it's a man mandatory thing. So, again, I don't get why that's such a big, angry thing to get upset about. Mm. Um, so, again, though, I'm pretty sure I read that some of the players said they get told to go work out when they're not at the facility. So, you know, I think this is just a shit move. Another situation where the NFL is screwing up something that I guess relatively should be a layup, you know, if that makes sense. Um, Yeah. So yeah, um, Amar, do you have thoughts on that? That uh, do you have have thoughts on that?
2: Grimy as fuck. (laughs) Grimy, just so grimy. Like they give their whole again. If you're if you're in that situation, are you not gonna go work out? Like it's like they're dedicated. How are you gonna be bad about someone being dedicated to their job, dedicated to winning, dedicated to prove that they're worth the money that you're paying them? You know, there's players who. who don't put in that effort and it's like that player was putting in that effort to help that team be better and win and you're gonna not pay them just because it wasn't on the facility you're just being cheap you're just being grimy and it just makes no sense they put their life and health on the line all the time when they're playing for you and they take it even further when they got that little bit of off time and free time when they're not in season to still put in work for you you know they could be they could not put in work and be asked either way they're still guaranteed the money most of the time you know, so it's like why it makes no sense. It makes no sense.
0: And like on another level, that's like that's like why Paul Richardson didn't play this season. <laughs> like the dude wasn't ready to play. So he didn't play because he wasn't working out in the offseason. So there's an expectation. There's a precedent in the NFL that you're going to work on yourself outside of the season and outside of mandatory training. And you're going to you're going to get your body right for the season. And to me, it's just absolutely hog wild that they're, like,
1: basically punishing this guy for doing so. Pretty much. So, you know, that's another thing on the NFL where it's like, hey, you are the most watched league in this country, and you could be doing a lot better things. The NBA does a lot of good things in terms of relations with their players, at least from what I see. You know what I mean? Um, Right. And the NFL – Seems, it seems like they just continuously drop the ball in literal and figurative sense, I guess, um, when it comes to so many of these issues, you know, between the players and the ownership and the league itself. So, you know, uh, another fuck up by the NFL there. Um, it's funny that I say that because the next thing is the Pro Football Hall of Fame created a mental health program. The program aims to find solutions to mental health, behavioral issues for athletes and their families this is more than likely in response to cte issues um i mean it, it in principle it sounds like a good thing but it just i hope that it gets used to its potential um because the cte thing that's a big thing and obviously the league has said oh we're trying to work on things like concussions and stuff like that right so it'll be interesting to see that just because of what has happened um to some people some of the former players in recent times you might know what i'm talking about i believe it was philip adams i don't know if the verdict came out that it was related to head trauma but
0: i mean even if that's not the case there's enough evidence otherwise yeah junior side of his case you know uh people like that there's just there's been tragedy after tragedy with murkiness surrounding cte and you know like pre two thousand three, no one was even having the
1: conversation. So And even even if we just take this logically, like head injuries in general are serious. You right. know. So I would and and it's been good to see players like uh Hayden Hurst. Um oh shoot. I'm trying to remember some of the other NFL players that have just kind of come out and talked about mental health. I know that in the NBA, Kevin Love talked about mental health, and there have been other players uh Rosen, uh, remember that
2: who? Uh Damar DeRozan. He came out about like Oh probably-
1: yep, 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 yep. Damar, and then obviously uh it's really cool that our partner Homs you know, uh with their aim uh working with mental health, you know, it's 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 good that you're seeing some of these uh bigger changes, I guess, from like the NFL, but I just hope that it 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 lives up to its ability and its potential, uh if that makes sense. Um, and
0: you know, and it's it sucks to be cynical in a situation like this.
1: Yeah, but it's like you know, what what positives from the league do I have to go off of here? You know, right? Uh, did you have something that I, that I uh, put in? No. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, no. I mean, to your point, it is like I don't want to necessarily be that way, but I mean, it's I it's not like I have positive outlook on like the league as an organization right now, necessarily. So, you know, I'm just hoping that it, it sounds good in principle. Like I said, I hope that it just, uh, it works out how it, it, uh, should hopefully and potentially be, um, for the players and the families that are affected and, the, and that need that help. Um, so we're going to transition here to our Seattle Mariner ball club, not the greatest week for our Mariners, uh, on the fourth, the team beat the Orioles five to two. Player of the game would be center fielder Kyle Lewis uh, with a three-run homer in the eighth inning. Uh, he would score as a run himself, but he had those three RBIs um, to sort of blow that game open there. Uh, May fifth versus the Baltimore Orioles, the team lost six to nothing. And if you watched this game or you were there, you got to witness history as the Mariners got no hit by John Means. Uh, I believe it was the first singular, the first individual. Oh, wait, did I say perfect game? I meant no-hitter. If I said perfect game, it was a no-hitter. And I'll get to the reasoning behind that in a second. But uh, I think that was the first individual no-hitter for the uh, Orioles in, like, 50 years. So I guess that's cool, you know. Um, The reason behind it being a no-hitter instead of a perfect game was that Sam Haggerty reached base on a dropped third strike. So I guess that's... Wow. I mean. But, wow. um, you know, I don't know. Like, the loss... Getting no hits is not fun at all, but it's not like it's more of a statistical oddity. It's not like the world ended for the Mariners, it's just like, oh, we lost and it was demeaning. Although, for the
0: Mariners, it's not a
1: statistical anomaly. Well, you know, when you got
0: like half the roster batting under 180,
1: you get what I'm saying.
0: I know, I get it.
1: But yeah, it doesn't really help that our offense really isn't uh lighting up scoreboards right now. Um, interesting that I say that because May seventh at the Texas Rangers, the team would win five to four. Uh play of the game, I'd say JP Crawford. Three for three, two runs, two RBIs, getting his first homer of the year. And then the next thing next game, May eighth at the Texas Rangers, the team would lose eight to nine. This game sucked. Uh, for one oh, reason. Oh God,
0: that ending, holy shit! Yeah,
1: that ending was terrible and there was another reason, but I'll let me let me get it out uh evan white my player of the game for that game two hits one run three rbis he had a homer and a double in that game uh there was a big gaffe by catcher luis Torrens earlier i think it was in the eighth inning um so luis got thrown the ball and he had an easy tag on the runner coming home would have gotten him by a mile luis for some reason thought that it was uh, a put out and he could just uh, a force out. He could just step on home and be done with it. Not the case. He did not. He did not know the situation. Wasn't paying attention, whatever. Gives up a, the, the Rangers get a run there and the runners advance. Um, and then at the end of the game, um, do you remember who got the hit Bennett? I don't remember. Uh, I think it was Evan White. Ah, Shoot. Yeah. But I think Haniger scored to put it eight, eight to nine. And then, uh, I don't remember who's at third. Is it, it's not Manny Acta.
0: It was, uh, it was, it was Kyle Lewis.
1: No, I mean, who's the base coach at third? Oh, I have no idea. I guess I, I heard it on the radio. I didn't see it in person. Crawford, Crawford hit the single by the way. Oh yeah. Crawford, Crawford puts the ball in play (laughs) and Kyle Lewis gets sent home and he gets gunned out the plate and the Rangers win eight to nine, um, on a throw it at the plate, which is kind of demoralizing. So,
0: like, let's be real. That was it was a hell of a throw, um, but it wasn't a statistical anomaly of a throw. Like that <laughs> throw was a good throw, but you could have thrown a worse throw and still gotten him out. Um, the single was not. It was barely even a single. It, it fell. Oh, in- was that
1: the little bloop?
0: Yeah, it fell in no man's land in left field. And it, it barely dropped in there. They kept calling it in the middle of the triangle, which I guess is a better word than no man's land. But it, it fell in between the three fielders running for it. And you can tell that there was some mitigated risk, not some mitigated risk, but some understood risk in letting it drop like that. Because I'm sure they could have dove for it and done that. But... Um, but to throw it to home on a pretty laser beam throw, I it just, to me, wasn't even surprising. It was like, why are you calling him home? What are you doing? You get a guaranteed run out of it, and then right after Crawford, who comes up? Like, uh, let's see who was in that one. Right after Crawford, you get Luis Torrens, who is like... Not the worst hitter, but he's going or not the best hitter, but he's going two sixteen. So he's better than the majority of our team. Uh, I
1: I just don't I don't quite get it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, so you followed that up by on the ninth, the team lost at the Rangers to lose the series. Uh, Happy Mother's Day. Two to ten. Uh, I gave it to Evan White again. Uh, one hit, one run, one walk kind of like the one highlight there um but yeah i mean getting no hit and then having that gunned out at the plate game that wasn't fun but again i hope people understand i hope we're not thinking that we're guaranteed the playoffs this year (sighs) you know i didn't think that last year i haven't thought it the beginning of the year this year i still understand that this you know so um there's a piece of information that we have to go over that is pretty exciting and might change some things, but, uh, you know, I, um, I, I hope that we're not going to get all, up. I know we get into it, but I hope we don't get all up in arms that all of a sudden, you know, um, <laughs> the perfect game. Ha- well, not the, I keep saying perfect game, <laughs> the no hitter happens. And then those last two losses at Texas kind of suck. Um player of the week. I hadn't really picked one out. The way I'm looking at it though, at the seven game splits, there's somebody that I'm looking at who uh no, I'm going with Kyle Lewis over his last seven days. Uh 375 average, uh 423 OPB, 542 slugging, uh 965 OPS. Uh, two runs, nine hits, one double, a home run, three RBIs. Um, Luis Torrens over the last seven games, his last seven days, has a three seven five average, three seven five OPB, eight seven five slugging, and a one point two five OPS. But he's he's got three hits and one run and three times less as bats as Kyle Lewis. So I'm going. To he's play. also
0: a really bad
1: fielder. He, he's yeah, his defense. Uh, don't get me started, Bennett. Who is, uh, is
0: yours? Uh, I'd have to go with Evan White. I mean, he had a pretty solid week. and I think the only reason I'm giving it to him is probably consistency because he's been pretty consistently good the entire season. Um, well, I
1: wouldn't say good. He's I'd say good time. for the Mariners. All right. He I, he definitely had a better week compared to some others, and that's, that's an encouraging sign because I'm bullish with Evan. I like him, and... I understand that sending him down to AAA would probably help a little bit, but.
0: I think it would also be a demoralizer to him and the team.
1: Yeah, because then who? who, Tell me, tell me, Bennett, who goes to first? Don't say Jose Marmaleos. I will come over to your your living situation and I will. Dylan Moore. No, it'd probably be Ty France.
0: Yeah, which would be a shame, which would be a shame because then we'd waste a DH slot.
1: Yeah, because then who goes to DH? Jose Barmaleo's Dejo Lee. Um, I miss Dejo Lee. <laughs> bring him back! I sent Bennett a picture of Dejo uh, in catcher's gear. So, um, But genuinely,
0: it's just like, to me, Evan White, he's one of those guys who is finding his...
1: He won a gold glove as a fucking rookie. All right. Yeah,
0: he's finding his place on the team. And I think this week, we started to see that he can be clutch in moments where he needs to be clutch. Um, and also be a consistent contact hitter when he needs to be he needs to get that average up but the entire team needs to get their average up
1: yeah i think we last a lot we we rank last in the league in average so
0: i mean like i will say this when we had edgar on our team as the hitting coach we were freaking bats flying the only thing that we lose is because of our pitching um now our pitching is close to immaculate
1: some games um, That's the, the thing with the Mariners. Don't get moving. Always one yeah. of them is good.
0: Yeah. I never one year the pitching's good guys. and you
1: can't hit. One good. year you can hit and you can't pitch. Exactly. I don't know why that, that is.
0: <laughs> and all of a sudden we had this huge collapse this Wednesday or uh, Sunday. But um, yeah, I have a hard time. I have a hard time giving it to like Marmaleos. Uh I'd have a less hard time
1: giving it to Kyle Lewis, but. Yeah, I saw Terenz at the top, and then I looked at his at bats. It's like okay, Kyle Lewis, 24 at bats last seven days. Lewis Terenz, eight at bats. I'm like yeah. So, uh, the team is a game above 500 at 18-17. They're third in the AL West. So it's not ass hat right now. It's A's, Um We're tied with Houston, but we I, I believe we lost the. Uh, they've got the tiebreaker, um, so. We're below them in the standings right now. The big piece of information that everybody that's a Mariners fan seemingly has been clamoring for is that the team is expected. Remember that word, because if it doesn't happen, I don't want to hear shit from anybody. Um, uh, okay, I'm not going to mention that right now.
2: Um,
1: the team is expected to call up Jared Kelnick. Kelnick. Um, on Thursday for the series versus Cleveland at home from uh, Tacoma that is expected. I don't know if that's official because this morning that we're the, on the day that we're recording this Oh, well, next day, but uh, there was a fake Twitter account that said that, but then there was an official MLB a Twitter account later in the day that said it and there was a report that people close to Jared's situation said that um, he would, but then I saw, I read a report that he doesn't know what's going on except that the fact that he'll be in the lineup for the Rainiers tomorrow. So take that with a grain of salt as you will. But I, I figure that him getting called up and showing up in left field is more than likely going to take place within the month of May. Uh, Bennett, do you disagree with that? Uh,
0: no, I, I don't think I disagree I, I more so hold my breath on if it's a good idea.
1: It's, it's, it's really something interesting for me to think about because I'm all for making sure that he's ready, right?
0: Agreed. Um, you know, but then
1: there are people like, oh, he'll bring a spark to this offense. Will he really, though? Yeah.
0: Will he really, though? Because we expected Kyle Lewis to bring a spark to our offense, and homies hitting what, 252? I mean, to be fair. To be fair, what?
1: I mean, his start to the season was delayed.
0: I know, but like we were all hyping up his return and he came back. Who was we? Everyone.
1: I don't know about everyone.
0: Everyone was like excited for this guy to come back and he came back and kind of is just doing what he did last year. So it's not a bad thing, but it's just like.
1: 2.58 average.
0: It's just like I, I can't see anybody coming into this offense and making an instant.
1: Yeah, it's it's you know. So I'm I'm interested to see how it goes. More so, I think he'll, he'll he might provide more offense than Taylor Trammell or Sam Haggerty in left right now. Um, to be fair, it's still Trammell train. I haven't not given up. Just sometimes, you know, trains take a little longer to reach the station. Um, I, I don't know I am not one of those guys who's like bring him up now bring him up now I'm like no I feel like the guys like Jerry Depoto they get paid these millions of dollars to make these decisions probably no more than me but hey you know we just talk about the sports here <laughs> um so that upcoming schedule the tenth the Mariners did not play the game they uh, play a game they got an off day they traveled to L A where they will take on the Dodgers on the 11th and 12th down in la uh, and then they will come back from the 13th through the 17th uh, for this upcoming week until our next episode they will take on cleveland uh from the 13th to the six uh yeah 13th to the 16th and then on the 17th they will play the detroit tigers this week uh, i think i've got a streak of doing this one of you guys are gonna have to take it next week Home seattle as i've mentioned earlier in the episode Palms has your back in a loving big brother kind of way. Our goal is to change the mental health conversation one heart at a time. Um, as we get into the Sounders here, uh, May 9th, the team traveled down to Portland to play Portscum. The team would win two to one on enemy territory. Player of the game, Freddie Montero hit the game ceiling goal in the 79th minute to put Portland away. The team sits at 3-1 and 0. The, they stand at number one in the Western Conference and number one in the MLS in points with 10 points. Um, May 12th, they will go down to San Jose to play at the San Jose Earthquakes, and then May 16th, they will play versus LAFC. This is, this is not directly Sounders-related, but it relates to the league, and I want both of your input on it. I know it's not necessarily something that either of you might have a direct opinion about, but it's something that I find interesting. Um, so... I'm sure if you notice, you know, that some of these teams are just they've got an FC at the end. Right. It's just um, let's see. What's a good example? There's Austin FC. There's, you know, Austin FC as compared to some other names like Seattle Sounders, L.A. Galaxy. Um, you get what I'm saying, right? Oh. Yeah,
0: no, you have to reiterate it.
1: So some of, some teams in the MLS have an actual name, right? Yes. Seattle Sounders have a name. Yes. Columbus Crew has a name. Yes. LA Galaxy has a name. Then right. there's some where it just Austin FC. Austin FC, FC for football club.
0: Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Columbus, Columbus Crew, who just won the MLS Cup and beat us in the, in the process. They're Columbus Crew. There's right. a report that they're going to change their name to Columbus FC. So, as 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 a neutral person in the situation, right? Is it stupid to go from an actual name to just football club, or you know, does it does it does it not change anything from a fan standpoint? I think it's
2: kind of dumb.
0: It's bad branding. I, I think, think
2: it's it, stupid, except for the fact that Columbus Crew is a stupider name than Columbus FC. I so disagree. Is a better name. I disagree. There's history behind that.
0: When the um, Washington football team changed their name, that made sense. Uh, this one doesn't really make sense. Yeah. So this I, one for me,
1: I, what's the reasoning? I don't. I haven't seen too much in the report, but I think there's a, like there's Minnesota United, Minnesota. Uh, I don't remember, but you you get what I'm saying is that a bunch of these teams, you know, it's just FC, LAFC. It's like okay. There's, you know, there's nothing for me to put a name to it. When I think of LAFC, I just think of those four letters, LAFC. It's fucking boring. So I, I, I think it's stupid. It just makes it generic. I don't think it makes it memorable. And to fans here in the U.S., you, you, you'd think you'd want memorable, right? You think you don't want them to all fucking blend in. So I don't know. I think that's stupid. And they've, they've had poor management, even though the fact that they just won the MLS Cup, the ownership for the Columbus Crews has been stupid. Um, so we get away from anger. Uh, Seattle Storm. Uh, Seattle Storm had a preseason game and a scrimmage, uh, both versus Phoenix. They would be victorious in both. So haha, eat shit, Phoenix. The first game they would win 80 to 71. play of the game would be center Ezi Magbegor with 17 points, seven rebounds, one assist, three steals, and three blocks, lighting it up all over the court. Um, without the team is without Brianna Stewart, Katie Lou Samuelson. Um, ah, shoot. Micaiah Herbert Harrigan. And I think there's a couple more. Uh, they're coming back from the Euro League. Um, but good to take care of Phoenix. And Ezzy Magbubar is somebody that's probably going to take a big jump this year. Uh, and then a scrimmage. They played a scrimmage versus Phoenix uh, over SPU, actually. Um, and the team won 103 to 93. Uh, Sue Bird was the one who j- jumped out to me most on the stat card uh, with 6.7 assists and five steals. Wow.
0: Um, oh God, we transitioned over to basketball and I thought we were still in soccer and I was like, oh, <laughs> like challenges? What are we talking about?
1: Um, Brianna Stewart may have signed with Puma after wearing the RS Dreamer during Nike, um, Media Day after originally being signed with Nike. Uh, the team waived Brittany Brown and Peyton Williams working towards that final 12-player roster. That's something that's tough with the WNBA is that they've only got that limited number of teams and so a lot of these good players will get cut and they won't have a team. So I'm hoping that after this season that they will expand. I know they've talked about it, um, but I think at some point that's inevitable. Um, so that's something to note as we're four days away from the home opener uh, season opener versus the Las Vegas Aces and the rematch of the finals on May 15th up in lovely Everett, Washington. Um Oh, the Storm did announce that they will have fans in the stands. I know it'll be limited capacity, obviously, as it's indoor. um, And we're still in the pandemic. Um, But I think season ticket holders get first dibs. So that's something that, you know, people aren't happy about. But, you know, I can wait. Um, But something to note is to see who gets cut before final roster. So season opener is on May 15th. So. You prepared for that on oh, that saturday right yes all right Seattle kraken no news for you sorry no hockey news you can just uh wait oh, until man, that's, that's what our listeners are renownedly here for i know i know they want to hear about the team
2: with the big scary squid thing
1: um oh rain had a uh, week off huh
2: no i thought it was funny though i went to a um, a store across from the Cubs Stadium, and they were selling Kraken hats. We ain't even real yet. And I talked to the manager. He's like, "Hey, man, they sell. We put them on our website. Everybody wants them, so we had them in the shop." And I was like, "That's crazy. Like, why is like why like they didn't even have that like many teams of like stuff up there, but they had Kraken hats." And I was like, "Watch this just like I hope we live up to the hype. Like we got fans in Chicago, not even a real team yet." Um, that is pretty funny
1: um i think actually the uh sweater which they is what they call the jerseys which is still throws me off uh is i think they're announcing that that should be coming out pretty soon uh, the next month i believe um so that'll be something to look at but you know for the time being um i think the only things to note or that the team still has to find out who their head coach is gonna be as well as you know preparing for the expansion draft um so yeah not not too much to uh report on the crack and I think they believe I believe I read that they dropped the lost uh, the they they dropped the name of their lounge, so I think the little tiny dive bar new U district won that case anyway I guess let's go so there will be a new name I don't know what they're gonna make it. So. The
0: Kraken's la- layer.
1: Kraken cove. Crack No.
0: Nope. The crack Zone No. Can't call it that, I don't think.
1: The crack zone, Bennett, yeah. You'd do great as a a, a naming person. Yeah.
2: The fans the fans we call crackhead. No, oh yeah, you're so original. <laughs> I was listening to a
0: joke about a specific reason, region of the Western Washington area, but then I realized there's a decent chance that somebody who listens to this podcast, anybody who listens to this podcast, could live in said area. So I will hold
2: my tongue on such comments. Now you got to say, it you basically you just said it. I don't know who he's talking about, actually. So
0: I don't know who I'm talking about. I'm just saying that, like, you know, Western Washington only has so many areas.
2: Oh, he's talking about Vashon, West Seattle, Bremerton, Bainbridge? What?
0: I'm not going to like play my hand.
1: Just throw all of the different places out there.
0: I can tell you it's not in like the Seattle
1: area.
2: Kent. Oh, he's talking about Bremerton. No. <laughs> Bainbridge. Vashon. I don't know. What are you talking about? I know what? nothing about Western Washington. I'm sorry.
0: Let's continue with our podcast.
1: Yeah, I I don't know what's happened there. Uh, The old rain basically had the week off uh, as challenge cup finals took place. They finished second in their spot in their uh, their conference behind Portland, and Portland would win the challenge cup. So Portland's
0: very good.
1: Uh, we don't don't celebrate Portland here, Ben. I'm
0: not celebrating. I'm just saying that they're a good team.
1: They are a good team. Speaking of good teams, the rain will open up the regular season May fifteenth. Versus North Carolina Courage, who won the championship in two thousand nineteen on their home field and the year before that in their first year in the league. So Carolina's got a good program. I mean North Carolina. Um there's a lot going on the fifteenth, if you notice. Um Seattle Supersonics, no news. Seattle Dragons, no news. You can wait till next year when they kick off. Oh, um
0: we're gonna talk about UW now.
1: Yes, this is where Yay. We're going through a quick, through it quick. Uh, three-star 2022 quarterback Jackson Stratton picked Washington over – listen to these colleges, all right? He picked Washington over Columbia, Brown, and other Ivy League schools. I don't mm. – I thought that was interesting. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, no men's or women's basketball news after relatively good weeks in the past few weeks for them which has been surprising after what's happened in the off season before that baseball baseball had uh, not a good week. They get the cone of shame. I have kind of left the cone of shade on the cone of shame on the shelf, but man, they played number 16, Oregon. They lost zero to eight. No play of the game. Just a big sigh. Bennett put in a big sigh for me right here. They would lose one to five Bennett. I need another sigh right here. And then they would lose three to nine, so not as bad, I guess. Uh, Noah Sue had three hits and two runs in that game, so I'll give him player of the game for that. The team record sits at seventeen and twenty-four. They are ranked last in the Pac-12, and they will. The road doesn't get any easier as they will play May fourteenth, fifteenth, and sixteenth at number thirteen Arizona. So, doesn't Yay. get much easier for them. Softball, softball is a bright spot. They swept Utah in four games. In the first game on May seventh, they would win eight to three, uh, eight to nothing in six innings. Pitcher Gabby Plain was six inning pitched, zero hits, yes, zero hits, zero runs, one walk, and ten strikeouts. Gabby Plane with a no hitter. Gabby Plane is cool Back as Back on
0: track, Gabby Plane.
1: Um, I just, you know, when I see some of these stat lines, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Um, and then I give. Bailey Klingler at second base, also a player of the game, nod with four hits, one run, and three RBIs. Uh, May 8th, in the first game of the doubleheader for that day, team would win 6-4. to four. Center fielder Jalen Alchin with two hits and one RBI. May 8th, the second game of the doubleheader, they would win 6 to nothing. Uh, designated hitter Morgan Flores with two hits, one run, and two RBIs. May 9th was Utah to end the series. The team would win 11-4. to four. Billy Klingler would slide over to third base and record three hits, three runs, and two RBIs. In team news, uh, Gabby Plain and Sis Bates were both named in the 10 finalists for player of the year. Sis uh, Bates and Gabby Plain were named among the 10 candidates for the USA Softball Collegiate Player of the Year. This is the first time a Husky has been one of the final 10 candidates since 2010 when Danielle Lori earned her second consecutive Player of the Year award. Laurie is the only Husky ever to earn the National Player of the Year award uh, doing so in back to back years in '09 and 2010. The team sits at number four in the nation with a 39 and nine record, second in the Pac 12, and will travel down to Stanford to finish out the regular season uh, on the 13th, a doubleheader on the 14th, and then on the 15th. After that, it is the NCAA tournament. Things are getting serious. Uh, for soccer, they did play in the NCAA tournament for the men's team, uh, 6 versus Missouri State. They would win two to nothing uh midfield lucas meek three shots two shots on goal and one goal with secure player of the game for me and then on uh, may 10th versus number two pit the team would uh play and lose zero to three uh, the two goals came later in the game when uh uw brought the goalie out to try and get an equalizer so it, it was uh closer than it looked but um you know, kind of a disappointing end to a season. You never really want to lose the last game of the season, obviously. But both soccer teams – don't want to say that. I guess I gave it up. Both soccer teams had a good run. Um, So season over. Uh, I'll have a season recap for them. And then for the women's team, on May 5th, they play number two, North Carolina. North Carolina has a very good program for women's soccer. They would lose one to nothing. The uh, player of the game would be Sienna siena Sim- S- S- Siemensma, three shots, two shots on goal. It would end the season with a 10-4-4 record, and they reached the Sweet 16. Uh, UW reached the Elite Eight uh, in men's. Sorry, I should have mentioned that. Uh, Again, like I said, both soccer teams had a good year. Um, So I guess I can't complain about that. And then there's no volleyball news. So that should be shorter than the normal ones, just because uh, it was more so...
0: Let's add some manufactured length.
1: No, let's, let's not. Let's we don't need to do about, that.
0: Let's argue about a topic like Omari. Let's do something hot button real quick. Say something.
1: Pete Carroll should be fired. Whoa. Okay, but then if he gets fired, who do you replace him with?
2: Of uh, uh fucking. The Chiefs' offensive coordinator.
1: Yeah, Eric Bieniemy. But does he? Are they gonna let him go that easy?
2: Four hundred million dollars
1: yes are you gonna fund it yep because if you fund it i'm all in
0: me and melinda
1: Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) all right so if you guys if you if you've got those kind of connections we need you to start pumping some serious money yeah
2: before we do that though can like you help me pay off my student loans like what's up I'll, i'll ask mel
1: did you give the student loan people my number? Because I keep getting a bunch of phone calls and they're like, you need to pay your student loans. And I, I have not taken out student loans. So I don't know what, what that's about. You're and- so
2: cool. That's so dope. I'm happy for you.
1: No, it's annoying because they keep calling me on different numbers. I block oh, but- one number, I get another one and I get a voicemail. I'm like, leave me alone.
2: At least you know it's a scam because I wake up every day and just remember I'm in debt. <laughs> $30,000. <000. laughs> <laughs> No matter All how right. much you know, that,
1: like a piece of paper taped to the ceiling. It says, "You are in debt." That <laughs> yeah, like, that's the first
2: thing you reminder. You see. I it's like that
0: I... one movie with Jim Caviezel, where he's the coach, and every day the kid wakes up, he's got that other lineman's name. When the game stands tall, we watched it at the O'Day Retreat. Do you remember that?
2: What? Mm, I don't know if Chuck was there. What? Do you Which mean? retreat?
1: What are you talking about?
2: The the sophomore retreat. Uh, Too much manufactured length. We'll catch you guys next week. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, We'll
1: be back on, uh, what is it? The 18th. I'm not going to say the thing. I'm going to get into recording before you can.
2: Baba Bowie.